You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to 40 Something Podcast with Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40 Something Podcast. We are back. And badder than ever. I love it. Silicon Steve Valley here on the other side. We got the Vig. And Vig, I hear you got a little bit of snow today, did you? Yeah, the blizzard of 2021 here in Denver, Colorado. Officially 21 inches outside my door. 27 inches at Denver International Airport. And four feet in Rocky Mountain State, or Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, here in uh, Colorado, we got the blizzard of 2021, and yeah, we got rocked, and we're digging out this uh, this morning, and uh, yeah. That's incredible. So how many inches was outside? 27 inches? So 27 inches at DIA, Denver National Airport, 21 inches outside my door. So really, we've got about two feet of snow here, and I tell you what, I talked to you yesterday via zoom and then when i got off man it really just hit here it just started blowing sideways it was bare it was bare out it's one of those typical like it was one of those like rocky mountain uh snows you hear about even though we're really a high plain city here there in denver but it uh it just sounds like something that would roll off the rockies and just nail you right now on a sunday that's exactly what happened caught a lot of people off guard people were out going around doing stuff because it was a late arrival so by sunday morning we only gotten a few inches you know, maybe even maybe like two or three. So people are like, well, whatever, I'm going to go out and do my thing on a Sunday. And boy, it came roaring in. A bunch of people got caught out there. Colorado State Patrol said that, uh, you know, when people would say, hey, look, I'm stuck. Can come out and rescue me. You're not doing rescues right now. We're too overloaded. So just hang in there and somebody will be there as soon as they can. And then here was uh, the next morning and they're calling into the radio stations. Jesus Christ, that's funny. So, yeah. That's a little little bit of a little bit of storyline for you. The blizzard of 2021, Colorado, Wyoming, and uh, yeah, it'll be 60 degrees next week, and it'll almost start melting. So that's where we're at here. Sometimes Colorado. Oh right, yep. Always warm. Always Sunday. <laughs> so oh, yeah, is whatever. it? <laughs> uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. I really love the fact that we could edit podcasts. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there so I can keep my Bono impersonation in there. So you're tough shit out of luck there, pal. All right. (laughs) So anyways, well, I had an interesting day today. If you don't mind, if you will indulge me, so to speak. Will you indulge me? Sure. You're indulged. I will indulge you today. Oh, that's nice. I like that. You're indulging the hell out of me. Um, I went with Django, by the way. Just so you know, not her purple, oh, okay. purple so haze. Purple that was in pre-production, everybody. So yeah. I was on the internet today, and I went on Facebook. So I was uh, getting ready to promote and announce something that, of course, if you're listening to it, you probably know. Our uh, big interaction with some kind of jam. And we I have a little bit more updates on that a little bit later in the show, so t- stay tuned for that. And so... Um, I was perusing Facebook and someone shared a meme, which I did find out with you that it is accurate that Denmark pays Denmark McDonald's pays their workers 
upward towards $22 an hour. Nice. Now, the first thing that you're going to hear from a libertarian or you hear from, because by the way, Denmark people, this is a, this is a, a country that has universal health care and they have universal college. In fact, there are many programs that actually pay you to go to college. So that's what's going on here on in Denmark. And the first thing that someone will say is, well, how much is a Big Mac? A Big Mac's probably $10. A Big Mac is about a buck more over in Denmark, a dollar. And my, my one point, and then I'll let you go, because I know you have a couple of thoughts on this. If you're going to bitch about paying an extra dollar for Big Mac over somebody feeding their family and living comfortably, you really got to look at yourself. Yeah, interesting subject matter to start off this episode. I really like this. You know, so we'll just we'll say like 5.8 million people are in Denmark. So there's 5.8 million citizens in this country. So basically about the size of the Denver metro area, really. And that's that's you know that's the people, the total you know population of this country. So I'm thinking that they'd be able to to do that. They'd be able to swing that really. Maybe we would be able to do that here. That's probably what we're here to talk about. But really, I don't think that's a big deal either. And to tell you the truth, where inflation's going in this country over the next couple months to the next couple of years, that's not going to matter, okay? Because there's going to be a transfer of wealth here amongst, any, you know, like we've never seen. I believe that this is really going to happen. Well, let's see. Check it about a year or two. And if it hasn't happened, then we'll go back to this episode and say, well, you were way off on that. But you know, I mean, really, like the, the amount of inflation, the, the money that's going to be pumped into the uh, the economy and the, the people's pockets through this COVID relief bill, and then together with the Bitcoin rising and just even some of these smaller ones that haven't even they haven't even surfaced yet, like Litecoin. Okay, you're going to be able to buy stuff on the internet. You're winning bid on eBay. You're going to be able to purchase with Litecoin. And Litecoin being five hundred dollars a piece, and uh, you know, if this sounds if this sounds strange, and you're, you're listening to this right now out there, and you're saying this, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, talk to me in a few months. Talk to me at the end of the summer. Talk to me at the hundredth anniversary. Yes, that's right. Which we will actually right? make another announcement. We're gonna have a couple of big announcements at the end of the uh, of this episode. You right. bring up a really good point. You know, with the right, we haven't even seen inflation yet. Okay, like with with this COVID relief bill and the the money that's going to be flowing, we are going to see inflation through the roof. When you're going to be able to use a cryptocurrency to buy food, and that cryptocurrency of being worth a dollar, it's worth five hundred dollars versus the U.S. I mean, this you're going to just see the dollar really. It's going to. I feel that it's going to lose its its. It's a flair, really. A lot of people are going to be like, well, why would I just even deal with that when I can just pay with my, my Bitcoin or I can pay with my Litecoin or I can pay with my Ethereum or, or one of the many other things like, like SparkPoint. That's a yeah. token that's worth a penny right now. That's coming up the ranks in about a couple months to a year. This could be something that could be five, six dollars a, a piece. And then people own thousands of them and are using them to buy Air Jordans on eBay. Yeah, exactly. And and you see it trickling out. There are starting to companies are starting to accept the, these as currency. And you it's sure, just gonna yeah. and why would they stop? Once the once the horse is out of the barn, it's not going back in. So I, I you know, I don't want to spend too much time on Bitcoin because I already have, but 
damn, son. The, yeah. You know, all this stuff is really ripe for the taking. And you don't, I tell you what, you want to talk to Vig in, in a couple months? How, why don't you go back and talk to Vig two years ago or even a year ago at Bitcoin? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we can talk to Vig all he wants. He's, he's too, he's too friggin' steps away from Jim Cramer as far as I'm concerned, people. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But I guess it was like getting involved with it back when, and that was that's some of the points that we've made on the 40s on these podcasts is that you have to be willing to put up with the naysayers. You have to be willing to see a vision and like get involved with something and say, this is going to be big or I'm going to be able to do a lot of, I'm going to benefit off this. And then have people call you a fool for doing it. And like, you know, you have to be face these strong headwinds in order to do something because people are going to kind of call you a fool, especially when things aren't not the status quo yet. Well, it's going to become the status quo. And when it does, you, you then end up looking, looking pretty sharp. Yeah. And there, and I'm telling you, I am all in on my daughter's generation. I told, we've talked about this before. I, you got it. You're going to have to adapt all of us, Gen Xers, millennials, older baby boomers. You're not going to be able to not use a computer and survive in this world. You're not, you're going to be all oh, those kids, those damn kids with those devices They're, you're doing it now. Imagine when you're 65 and real crotchety and much less likely to grow and change your ways. I am going to try to adapt. Vig, you already have adapted. You I have adapted. Think outside the box because the world has changed. COVID has caused some fundamental changes. Well, really, and this is kind of going around uh, in the circles out and about in society right now. It's just that, you know, you're we have been kind of held into this 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 cocoon or this, you know, like, you know, this, this cave because of COVID. And it's like how you are able to handle that and how you were able to benefit off it and further yourself is, is going to matter on the way out because it's going it's to be a completely different world on the other side of this on the way out. And like, it's like, what, what did you, what did you accomplish during all this? What did you learn? What did you like? Because it's going to be kind of a, it's going to be good kind of dog eat dog out there on the other side of this. You know, you I was actually talking with my beautiful mother earlier today and I was kind of sucking my own wiener a little bit because I got in this really good yoga position. But yeah, since this pandemic started, Back in school, quit drinking. Let me suck my own wiener a little bit. Back in school, quit drinking are the two big ones. Found a job in a in a field that I was desperately seeking. Learned how to play piano. And I now, and this is a legit shoot, I roll better blunts now than I ever have in my entire life. That is pretty intense shit for, to do during a pandemic. What did you do, folks? Oh, and I'm also down 19 pounds. You're down 19 pounds, and that's good that you got that going on. Anticipation of the summer and summer camp, which will we'll be doing a hundredth episode by then. Yeah, and I'm you know it's cool. I'm motivated to lose weight this time by much better reasons. Last time I was motivated to lose weight, I just wanted to quote have sex with better looking women, unquote. And that was a legit shitty reason to lose weight, but it certainly was motivating. Oh, that I was found- the last time. Last time you dropped dropped weight, you were just that was because you just wanted to get with with you wanted to get with a trophy girl. Yeah, and I did, and it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I've had this discussion in the past, and uh, when it comes to that, um, it, it never it's never worth what 
it's never worth what you think it's going to be, you know, I don't know. You do. No, absolutely. It's, it's the grass is, it's what's cool about it is you have a pride because you know that everybody else has a superficial view of things and they know if you have a better looking woman on your arm then you're going to feel better about yourself or, you know, if, if, um, and it took me a while to kind of get over that, unfortunately. And that's a shoot. And I don't know who, how many other people are going to admit that shit, but that's a reality. Luckily, you, I was fortunate to have a lot of really awesome lady friends that had really great personalities. And so it didn't, I, I had confidence in them, you know, mm-hmm. and which was usually the case, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, you know, so that was part of my thing. And, but the thing was, in terms of what I found attractive, it, if the sex was really good and if we clicked that way and they had nice feet, I was pretty much game, you know? <laughs> that's all. That's awesome. Cause that's what, you, that's really the three, the three big ones. Cause I've had, I've had a few of those. I've had maybe one or two of those missing or just one of those missing throughout. And then I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this, this relationship is crashing and burning right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sex, at least for a point in time was very important. And it probably still is like, Let's face it. It is like the most important. I mean, come on, right? It's no, it, I would say it right. was for me and you're shaking your head at me. It's just funny. I like how this I conversation I'm, started. I feel like I'm backing myself into a corner here, but I do. I feel like that. Okay. In some of my relationships, it really was the most important thing or it was, if it became the most important thing and what, and mainly because it wasn't like clicking on that at all. And so then that became the most important thing. Which is interesting. Yeah. You, you bring that. So I remember I, the first girl I ever dated, she was raped and I was in my early twenties. I was pretty insensitive to it in terms of how I reacted. Like I reacted like I was pissed off and fuck that guy and all that shit. Um, but at the end of the day, she didn't need to hear that. She needed me just to hold her or listen to her and all that. And so many times. So if your girl guys ever, this is putting it out there. Your reaction is not important to when they tell you something like that. And I think a lot of guys, they become protector and oh, I must beat man up, you know, and well, that's not what that. the woman needs to hear in that moment when they're right. sharing it with you. Typically. Yeah. Don't make it about you. It's really, you know, I'll show them. Bro, let me take my shirt off and show them. You know, they don't you want know. me to hear that. They need you to be understanding. And I wasn't understanding with, my first girlfriend and sex was a big deal. I was, stu- I was a stupid kid. I've been a stupid kid probably till about two weeks ago, but um, you know, I was a really stupid kid and very insensitive to that. And when she was having problems sexually later in the relationship, it definitely weighed on me because, you know, look, dude, I first of all, I'm a sex pervert and anyone that knows me knows that. And I'm, and so that was a real big deal to me when I was 23, you know, 22 or 23 or 24. And, um, but now that I've gotten older and I have a really great wife and our relationship is probably at a peak right now, but yet our sex is, it's not at a low, but it's definitely not at a high. And I think it's mostly because, you know, my wife is dealing with certain things right now opposed to me, who's always ready to go and is always a sex pervert. (laughs) But instead of me being pissed off about it, she accepts the fact that I'm a sex pervert and she does things just to make sure everything's cool. And she's still, we still have sex with real, probably more than most get married couples, I would assume. Um, not that I know, you know what I mean? 
But I don't know. At the end of the day, the most important thing in my marriage is that we're on the same team and that we back each other up and we love each other and we talk to each other and we're at a really good place for that. So I would rather that than this, the great sex. Yeah. yeah unconditional love. When you reach to un- when you reach unconditional love with somebody, that's not your immediate family and they know it and they recognize it. That's when I think you break through to something, but to give them that unconditional love, you have to really swallow a lot of pride and you have to swallow a lot of guilt and you have to swallow a lot of realities about yourself. And not many people are willing to do that. It's very true. Yeah. And that's why, that's why like one in five marriages go down the tube or like average marriage lasts like five to seven years. I mean, and then on the other side of this pandemic, when we start coming out and start emerging out, it seems to of uh of a plot here for this episode we keep going back of emerging from this because that's what's starting to happen we're starting to like get to the other side you're going to see a lot of a lot of people that say we're not we're not together now, what was it j-lo and uh a-ron just announced yesterday that they are done so you know what probably because because it's because at least one of those things that you have mentioned was not working there and- whoa, 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 whoa. what did you just say Oh, you know, okay, so we're, okay, breaking news here, 47's podcast, J-Lo and A-Rod are done. Probably her fault. Denise Yvonne. Yep. So. Poor A-Rod. Poor fucking A-Rod. Can this guy get a break? God damn it. I was starting to think the other way around. I'm like, she probably just realized how A-Rod is, and then that's. How do you know how A-Rod is? Would you hang out with him? I know, but I remember watching a Yankees game and he like decided to communicate with somebody in the audience by the way of uh, going like that. Does anybody remember that or no, no, no. Yankees fans don't remember that because that, you know, they just, that's the kind of stuff you just like forget about, but he was up to bat oh, one time, you son of a bitch. up to bat one time and he reached out to somebody in the audience, probably a really good looking girl at some point and went like this. Wait a minute. You think he was, wait a minute. Are you telling me? Are you suggesting that A-Rod was hinting at a girl giving him fellatio? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, right. So this happened. Am I, am I like going out on a limb here? Am I like, my, did I mess that up or something? No, did he I got it. That, that happened, right? I yes. think he got it, but it wasn't in that context. He did that because I think a fan was trying to say he was a choke job. And that's what I, he wasn't telling a girl to suck his dick on national television. For fuck's sake. He waits till he gets them alone in the locker room, so where they feel less likely to say no. Okay, because of the intention. Well, so then, then very well then. Okay, so then A Rod is a great guy. He's a great person, and then he's you know he he didn't deserve whatever happened. I don't even think he did steroids. You you can't prove that. No, I'm just kidding. A Rod is A Rod is not the most popular human being on this planet. I will say that. I actually yeah, so we just seems like we just got through the, talking about how that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I am. A, I am a mark for A Rod though. I will say that because I always thought he got a really bad rap in New York, and I don't know if it was as deserved. That's how bad he got. As a Yankee fan who followed him, I actually felt bad for him because he the guy couldn't fart without. A-Rod did this wrong. And, and by the way, he brought a lot of it on himself because he did choke a lot. He what he probably could have been a lot more in the clutch. And then he got caught. The big thing was he got caught 
doing steroids for what the third time later in his career or, or HGH. That was when people, I couldn't defend that. I could, that's when the biggest A-Rod fan, if you have a brain, you can't defend that. How did we get on A-Rod? We went from Denmark and McDonald's to A-Rod. Because J-Lo just dumped him yesterday. I don't know if I don't know if it's mutual or not, or if it's JLo, but they are they are done. They, That's unfortunate. They are I thought they weren't married yet. They just got they had just gotten engaged within the last year. Oh, yeah. I thought they had tied the knot, and then and then we're we're actually going 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 as long. You know, you're a married yeah. couple, and then yeah. Did, did, so. Maybe they did get married. I'm not sure. I don't. I, have, right. I, I clearly don't care that much about a Rod. If I don't, I'm it's definitely not on the top of my list. And that was just basically I was scrolling through the Google feed, uh, and it just came up as a news story. Um, you know, I wonder how. I wonder. I wonder how historian Jesse Tappan feels about Alex Rodriguez. We have to ask. Yeah, him. we need to get that guy back on the show. I was just we were just talking about that earlier. Uh, Definitely like makes it where I can actually get up and like refill my mug, coffee, come back and uh, sit back down. And Jesse's like, oh, he's breaking it down this way now, you know. So well, thank God he was because we were like, but uh, oh yeah, you know, we we, we definitely was, and I, I we definitely were, and we actually had a good conversation. But let's kind of bring it back. We got to get back to the original point of this episode. <laughs> good luck editing this one. Oh no, I mean, well, I'll leave most of that in. Um, especially when I'm bringing my wife's real name and I'm going to leave that in and tag her boss. I was like, should I just kind of let him know right now? Like, wait, wait you, know, you yes. dropped her name twice. Yes. And, and, and Yes. All right. I'll do that. Next so, uh, so, but anyway, let's get back to it for Christ's sake. McDonald's employees make $22 an hour in America, you know, in, in American. So essentially they make, what 50 it's that's what 55,000 a year something around there yeah in, in Denmark right yeah so people are the fr- and so we said the first thing so now we kind of got into a couple other things here's my point people that argue about our minimum wage going up even just a $12 has been a pain in the ass for a lot of people particularly the republicans the republicans hate it they despise it even centrist democrats hate it why would anyone hate this? Because they're afraid of inflation? I think that's the one. That's the big thing, yeah. But if you get educated, you know it's not going to be the problem. Just do your own research and stop reading a meme. And Because th- that's, that's how it started. Someone posted a meme about it being $22 an hour. And I made a comment. And then you were like, well, do you know if that's true or not? And I said, well, we probably should find out. And we did get cited from Snopes, Huffington Post, and a couple other places. But those are the two that we're going to cite. So, yeah, $22 an hour to flip burgers at McDonald's. That's on, you know, that's on the low end, too. It's not a manager. That's, hey, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? And you pay a dollar more for a Big Mac. And you get free health care. And you get free college. Well, I think it goes back to the 5.8 million population when there's only 5.8 million in the, in the country and the country is on the already on a bit of the wealthier side of things, you know, as far as poverty and, you know, those type of influences, I think it's a lot more obtainable. Whether we would do it here in the United States, I'm all for it. 
okay, let's do it. Let's see where it goes. Because I feel like that it's not going to be the minimum wage that makes really inflation balloon. It's going to be pumping this money into the economy and then these these different technologies that start taking over financially as being like the one that people want to use to, to and that would go back to the way it was in cave cave times you know where it was just like you gave the, the 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 certain shell was worth more and you could pay for goods with that and then if you had you know gold and silver and things like that so I think that's going to be the big thing. It's not going to be like paying McDonald's workers $15 an hour to do that job. I, we're going to need to do that anyway. Yeah. That's I just, it boggles my mind when I hear people say, what the fuck? How come they're making X? How can they, they don't, they don't deserve $15 an hour. It's like, get the fuck over yeah. yourself. Why are no, you so true. mad at someone who's maybe making more money? Why? Why are you in? Why? Why the hate? I just don't get it. Sounds like it was somebody's comment on a certain platform. No, it that, was. That actually, it was. yeah. So then there's there's where the hate comes. That, 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 but the hate that, comes that, from that ignorance. Medium. But again, it's not just that. It's about the ignorance. I mean, there's oh, a Big Mac's ten dollars. No, it's a dollar more. And I will pay a dollar more. I'll pay two dollars more per meal if someone can literally live off of, of, of the welfare, which by the way, we are putting money back into the welfare system because those people are full-time making eight bucks and nine bucks an hour. So we're paying them anyway. And then now it goes, well, we shouldn't have welfare either. Well, what do you want these people to do? <laughs> Fuck them. Go, go to school. So essentially you're telling me that, okay, if you want to better yourself, Go to school. That's going to put you in debt until you're at least in your 40s if you go to school in your in your 20s or 30s. So it's a no-lose. It's a no-lose situation of people who have had more of a privileged life than poorer people and not taking into account what they need to do to survive. They weren't given the same spot in life that a lot of people. And look, I know there are stories about how people pick themselves up by their bootstraps, but most successful people in this world... If you look around, they were born from good stock. They were raised right. They were born. They were also within the boundaries of a good, safe financial environment. And when you grew up in that, and then you are just talking down to people you have no idea about, you really need to look at yourself and understand that you are a big part of the problem in this country. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, I noticed it really out in Colorado when I moved out of here the last couple of years. And of course, I, I'm I'm kind of over, I'm over fast food now. And I'm not even really one that's going to eat, eat it. But when I was I was doing it quite frequently as a courier out here, stopping off at McDonald's, there were kids in there just crushing it, working hard and like being and having a sense of pride in things and like knowing that this was their job and they're getting paid shit. But no, they're building. They're building their self up. They're they're building their own brand up themselves. It was like you're saying that chant that uh generation Z, like they really are, like they're very, you know, they're there are a lot of narcissists among them, but they really are nice and they uh believe in themselves and they've had to deal with some of the toughest things that have happened in the last hundred years, on top of all this like polarization and and, and hate, like you had mentioned. So I, I think, you know, it really be something we should really look at. Well, at least a $15 minimum wage. 
I would even say, I mean, even 12 or 13, you know, I mean, it just is not having this is a situation where there's so many hypocrisies with any argument that someone is against this. There's so many hypocrisies you can bring up. And I'm just curious as to why somebody who is uneducated, who doesn't have a secondary education, working class person would be so pissed off if somebody gets to go to school for free or gets to get health care for free, including you, by the way. Why are you so mad about that? It's, oh, it's socialist. Well, you know how many social programs we already have in this country? I just would like to challenge people, though. At the end, put a little bow on this situation. I just would like to challenge people to seriously do do some legitimate research and get the context of everything you read. You mean someone posted, said something? Yeah, exactly. People just don't understand. They post a meme, and if it looks professional, which you can do, any idiot can do on, a, on an Adobe app, even friggin' Microsoft Word, you can make a nice, cute little meme. Just because you read a meme, do research. Don't just assume it's correct just because it agrees with your ideology. And that's something we all need to do, particularly on the right and particularly on the extreme right and the extreme left. Sure. You know, there's a, a little known uh, rumor out there that uh, a lot of the, the memes that come out on Facebook are actually uh, fabricated by uh, internal employees. <laughs> Of Facebook. So you're saying Facebook's yeah, adding to, to, to just keep continuously spark engagement and to keep engagement going, to keep clicks going, to keep clicking on that ad, to keep those products selling through Facebook. And what better way to do that to put out a very controversial meme that pushes something in a certain direction to spark engagement to get people to click on those ads? You, so you really see, I don't know if I I'm all in on if Facebook is, is legitimately causing divisiveness. Oh, okay. Well then you're okay. Then maybe I'm ignorant. Well, then you're not paying attention. I don't think. Oh, okay. I'm well, I don't know if it's intentional. Again, I am, I am a guy, my libertarian roots, even though I'm not a libertarian, my libertarian roots tells me that us as a people are responsible for how we act. Right. Okay. I, and, I see your point here. And they may yeah. give you a push that way, but the horse got to drink the water itself. And the, the, and I will say this, I do think that their, that their processes, and I'm forgetting the, the term right now, um, it starts with an A, um, al algorithms. I do believe that their algorithms are what people are interested in. But if people are feeding that beast and they're following politics and they're following things that know are button issues for them and Facebook's doing that, just because that's what they're feeding Facebook to do to them. And so it's almost chicken egg, isn't it? Yeah, I can see where you come from. And actually, the, it comes from the very top there. The CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, has actually said that. He's basically like, we're just representing what is actually already out there. It's, a, it's, it's just... You know, you can heat, you can, you can lead a horse, you know, to water, right? But you, you can't make them drink it, right? Is that what you're going at with that? Break out the lines of Coke, but you can't make them snort. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what? You can put right. the glory hole there, but no, you can't make him stick his dick in it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. his mouth depends on which way he goes. 
So really, when it comes back down to it, you know, people should be smart enough to realize the way content is on Facebook and not just jump right at it like like a fish out of water and a catfish on a hook. Ooh, I don't. Did I just say I, that? Did I just say catfish on a hook? I like okay. that. I, I like. In fact, yeah. I I'm, I was gonna say I used to really like catfish, but then uh, I had a conversation with a guy, and he's like, "You just say, so you know, this is the shit they eat," and I was like, "Oh." I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. Give me this sausage in a cardboard box. That's going to be better for me. It's the number one bottom feeder fish, too. Oof. Maybe, I don't know if it's number one, but it's definitely top two. Oh, gosh, it has to fish. be. Yeah. I, tilapia is a bottom feeder as well. I don't know which one Which one would be more popular. And they taste very similar. I I'd, say it, I'd give it tilapia. Tilapia is, they're yeah. both delicious, but they just, you know, I just rather, I'm going to eat fish. I'm going to do the, do the, you know, I usually do like a swordfish or a tuna steak. That, those are my shits right there. Yeah. Not I a like lot that. of bones and stuff. and stuff. Gosh, I miss sushi too, man. I just don't even eat that anymore because of everything that's going on. But man, I used to love going out for sushi. You want to go out? Well, how about when you come back this way, pal? We'll go out for sushi, okay? You and me. All right, sure. And we'll have a night, and maybe, and maybe we'll do a podcast live. It'll be fun. So, and that's a nice little segue to a couple of announcements, Vig. Yeah, sure. I know. I've been, I've been kind of like uh, boiling over here, man. I'm just like frothing at the mouth with these froth. these exciting announcements. I love frothing. Froth. As so soon as I let that one go, I knew it going to get reaction. <laughs> All right, so first on the list, uh, we talked about it in pre-production, Mig. We are going to have another guest, our fourth guest, and it's going to be released sometime next week. We're going to have a very popular photographer, Brittany Lee Mason, who an old buddy of mine back in the Bethlehem days, and she is going to be talking about a story. This is a woman who was on the on the verge of suicide. She lost both her parents in a calendar year. She was at the bottom, as you could be, in terms of a lot of things she was struggling with. And she has now rebuilt herself, rebuilt a brand. And she's always been a good photographer, but now she's also an entrepreneur. She has doing a lot of great things with networking, and she's a philanthropist. She's a really absolute outstanding young woman. And we're going to talk to her next week. How about that? Sounds fantastic. And we're kind of rising up the, the the ranks here as far as each episode we get. We like to try to bring on more and more wow. stories and people that share their story with us. And rise up. Tell your sister that she's gotta rise up. Tell your sister that he's gotta rise up. Rise up. That's uh Hamilton. I like that. That's Hamilton. Yeah, there you go. Hamilton. Little there Hamilton, go. little shout out to my little girl. Shadow, shadow, something. I forget her her name on the internet. But so that's the that's the first announcement. Second announcement uh, to enhance what we're going to be doing. If you didn't know, some kind of jam we are going to be broadcasting from, and we're going to be running a tent, and we're going to have a lot of cr- awesome things happening. We're going to have book readings. We're going to have an open mic night, possibly some comedy. There's going to be a lot of things. I was able to speak to Hollywood John. John Sten from Jibber Jazz. He's the he's the owner and operator and all that. 
and we had a great conversation. So this is going to be a big, big, big deal for us. And we're really excited about it. That sounds fantastic. I'm hoping to, to travel across uh, for that one, just uh, to be a part of that one, because it's going to be good. And uh, it's going to represent that uh, coming out on the other side uh, m- mantra that we've been going with this episode too. So that'll be probably one of the first festivals really to hit hit the scene on the way back. Uh, some kind of jam, 15, since Schuylkill Haven, PA. And it's what, the April 28th through May 2nd? I know it's that Thursday 29th. night you can get in and then 29th, okay. And then, so yeah, April 29th through May 2nd at the uh, Schuylkill County Fairgrounds in Pennsylvania. Going to be some good people there. Jibberjazz.com, check it out. So yeah, we're going to, yeah, I, I think the is going to be out here guys. We, we got to need some of you guys maybe to coax him to come get his ass out here and he can enjoy this because, and I know a lot of people are like, Oh no, man, my buddy ran a festival last month. It was great. Well, I mean, come on a real festival guys <laughs> from a viable, from a viable production company, not, not your cool, crazy uncle who has a big backyard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was what was going on anyway. Right. It was causing problems. <laughs> By the way, I love those festivals. I'm not shitting on them, but that's not what we're talking. We're talking about a legitimate, a legitimate production company putting on a festival, national touring bands, La Special, Magic Beans, and a bunch of others. It's going to be an amazing time. And our involvement seems like it's getting a little bit more. And we might even have some more responsibility with the festival, but I'm not sure yet. But we are in some amazing positive talks with being cross-promoting with Jibber Jazz Productions and, of course, some kind of Jam 15. I'm feeling it now. Look at me. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to have to put some music in here. It'll feel good. Pretty much sum that and, one up. And, folks, this is our 37th episode – or no, 35th episode – and it, looking at the calendar, we have made an, a decision. We are going to broadcast and record podcasts from Summer Camp Music Festival in Chillicothe, Illinois, which is toward the end of the summer around in late August. And Vig, why don't you tell them the special news that we might be celebrating? So that would be our 100th episode done live from Summer Camp Music Festival this summer. And, uh, yeah, I feel that we can try to do it. We try to have some, uh, some live, uh, things going on, on the, on the grounds of summer camp and, uh, it'll be a good time. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely, I'll just kind of leave it there. Actually. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Recessions. The September 11th. The 08091, this last one. It's oh, like was, anytime yeah. you're trying to climb yourself out of anything, you just get hit with another recession. Yeah, that's true, man. You know, so unless you were really like, you know, the guy that like started Airbnb or like you know, <laughs> ended up being real, you know, real successful you know at your job or something, then if you keep going after something, dude. And if it's groundbreaking and no one's done before, eventually you're going to get something. If you keep on trying to do that, eventually you're going to catch on to something and you're going to make money. I'm not, yeah. dude, for some reason, I'm not worried about money anymore. I'm really mm-hmm. not. That's why I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to live a life slate, you know, in slate. You know, now I'm saying that because I can, because my wife works for the fucking post office. It's, it's easy to have your principles when you have a great support system. Yeah, we got to be. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's what's good about it. So, I mean, I wrote a, I wrote a, um, 
a song, like a coming of age song. It's called, uh, it's actually a great song. It's called Better Days. Have you ever heard it? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. I doubt it. I, would, I feel like if I would have heard it, uh, it would ring a bell. It just doesn't. So I don't think I've heard it. You want, dude, can I play it for you real quick? Sure. Do you, is it really cool? Or are you going to be like, okay. No. It's only three verses. It's only three verses. Good. Sounds great. It's a lot cooler on a keyboard, but I don't have a keyboard open. Do the work can bet on yourself. No one else can do it for you. There's no measure to what you create And the hard work has no substitute We've been through all these storms We've gotten us along the way I lost all the garden lights Only got myself to blame Say you cannot do it, but you keep rising under this rising sun. You keep on pushing through it because now the time is right to shed your skin out around. You're never defeated, my love. If you get up, you get up when you get knocked down. And I said, better days are ahead of you as you feed the proper beasts. And better days will open to even greater than you believe. Better days are sure to come As your work in progress starts to rise Better days are shining on, shining on And your true self realize And so the point of this whole conversation was the end, the, the next verse is I wrote about to my wife So this is the next uh -huh. one and this, and I know this for sure Would not be possible without you We began through all these storms But I'd be so lost without you I fucked the lyric in there But those dark times are over, my love And I won't, I won't, I won't let you down again One thing you'll need from me, the unconditional love you've been waiting in. Oh, cause better days are ahead of you as we feed the proper bees. Better days grow into even 
always starts to shine Better days are shining on And your true self you realize Better days are shining on And your true self And your true self you realize Whatever I sing, kind of away, but whatever. That's the song. Yeah, Pretty quick. That's good stuff.